The Smonsters of Talk are touring the world, and csmod.com is where you'll get the latest dates and links to tickets. Grab shirts, comics, action figures, and more from smodcast.com slash smerchandise. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, you! Wondering when the fine folks from the Smodco Internet Radio family of shows are coming to a live venue near you? Well, here's your rundown. Newly added, the ABCs of SNL with John Lovitz and Kevin Smith, May 5th, 2012 at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, Universal City Walk. CJ and Silent Bob Get Old Live on May 18th at the Madison Theater in Covington, Kentucky, June 9th at the Albuquerque Comic Expo in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and August 24th at Fan Expo Canada in Toronto, Canada. You can watch Dogma with Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith at Jay and Silent Bob Watch a Movie on May 17th at Studio 35 in Columbus, Ohio. Spend an evening with Kevin Smith on June 14th at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Chicago, Illinois. See Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman May 8th at the Belly Up in Solana Beach, California. May 16th at the Louisville Improv in Louisville, Kentucky. May 24th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. July 14th during Comic-Con at the House of Blues, San Diego, California. And August 11th at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, California. Book your tickets and find out about these and other live shows at csmod.com. Prepare to be smotivated by Smodcast.com's guru of gab, Kevin Smith. Pick up his new book, Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good. Available now in hardcover, enhanced, digital, and audiobook. Learn who inspired Kev and be inspired to follow your dreams. It's like a Tony Robbins seminar on steroids and with a lot more fucking profanity. Neil Gaiman says, I suspect at that Kevin Smith is what all gods and demons aspire to be. And Tim Burton says, I certainly would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. Pick up Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good by Kevin Smith. Available every goddamn where. Rolling. Alan, go. Programming note. In today's podcast, Team Jack 29, the role of the guest will be played by Alan Skinner. <laughs> Who is not on Twitter. It's always the heavy lifting up front. No, he's not on Twitter. <laughs> not by any name that's going to be. <laughs> What's up, Cohen? Howdy. How are you? I am on Twitter. I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm used. To, I'm, I'm used to hearing the music. I thought there was going to be a music blast, but the band's not here. Not yet. So Chris Hogue. Chris Hogue. Yeah. Remember Chris Hogue? About six weeks ago, six episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. Has recorded gonna, an opening yeah. and closing and theme music. Drop it in. No, I. We need to do it for like right. episode thirty. Okay, you want to save like it for thing. a special thing? All right. Yeah, oh. and also then oh. I have to find out oh. how much I have to pay to have that music applied retroactively to the first 30, the first 29 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have to pay to have someone put it on the I first don't know if 29 it's about, yeah, episodes. I don't know if it's about payment as far as uh, the workload. Yeah. 
And it would not, be, it would not be me. So. No, it would be Ken Plume, right? Yeah. Is it horrendous? Horrendous workload? It's a Ken Plume conversation. <laughs> um, okay, so right out of right out of the gate, we're recording at 10 a.m. on Friday morning, the 27th of April. And... Um, Mmm, that's good booze. <laughs> Alan's drinking the McAllen, uh, who did not play Gandalf, and you're gonna finish that bottle. See, and what's funny was yeah. I was concerned because, uh, Alan pulled up in a cab and while I was smoking pot in my car and I was were like, uh oh, this guy's gonna judge me. <laughs> Meanwhile, he fucking walked in with the whiskey, so we're good here. He oh, didn't, yeah. let's just say for I, the I record, he walked not. in with the Starbucks. We provide the whiskey. And I, it's not starting drinking early. If you don't stop. <laughs> Were you out last night? No comment. Were you out last night? No comment. You wanted to come on the show. Were you out? I'm out every and every night. <laughs> um, so Alan is a fan of the show. Have you listened to all the episodes? Every single one. I have no recall of all of them, but yes. And you and I have known each other for quite some time. You're yes. not just some... Guy who listens to the podcast who wrote an email and now is no long time listener, first time guest, but no, we've known each other for a long time. Right. Um, so before we get into, um, the sordid, tawdry tales of Doc Skinner and Jack Morrissey, um, at which point Matt Cohen can go back out to his car and Yay. smoke and finish off that. <laughs> so I can ball. listen to it. For, that's what I do. That's why I play video games and I smoke pot during the show. It's that way when I get it to hear it on a Wednesday. You don't it's listen it's to these shows. Brand new. Of course I do. No, you don't. You don't think I masturbate to my own voice? You said you never listened I to I any of your if podcasts I had your voice. ever. I'm kidding. I've never. If I had your voice, Matt. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, In fact, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to smoke? Sure. Okay. But I don't want to make trouble. So it's the just... best podcast ever. Exactly. Hang on. <laughs> let me get an ashtray. I'm dropping my mic, and that means the two of you need to vamp. To vamp for a la, 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 la. La 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 la. So la, where did la. you go last night? Someone dude? will be with you shortly. Did you did you really go out last night? Where'd you go? Uh, uh I, I, why are you so secretive? Do you work for the government or something? No, no. I just I I I like to remain uh, anonymous <laughs> on the sidelines. Right on. I wasn't. You wouldn't have recognized me. No, you were incognito. Yes. Incognito. Yes, that's yeah. right. It was my my cousin. My uh, black sheep cousin, my alter ego, Father Fang, was out. So. With, a, with an evil goatee. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, I just want to give some. I just want to give some love to Matt. Uh, uh oh. If he doesn't mind, Jack, get back in uh, here. <laughs> no, I think uh, you're awesome. I, I appreciate it. I just got to say that because you know, of course, I'm a fan listening uh, with Jack, but you know. Seriously? What do you look the same? Yeah. All right. See, <laughs> I did my research. What? Same, oh, same, same smokes? Yeah. Same That's cancer hilarious. sticks. Well, for the... Um, Want to buy some death sticks? Camel menthol silver for anybody who wants to send, exactly. in, a, <laughs> send in a carton. Hell yeah. <laughs> ladies. Speaking of ladies... Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's tear right into it. So, I loves me some Bavarian barmaids. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Oh, I'm, I'm going sorry. to a Ren Fest tomorrow. I'm gonna call everyone a wench, even the dudes. I'm very excited. Ren Fest, Ren Fair, Ren Fest, Renaissance Ren oh, Festival. Ren. You say Ren, I think Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Yeah, I'm and going who, to I'm going to a festival and dedicated. And to who doesn't Footloose. miss the Hammer yeah. films? 
with the goods right up in the window. You know? No. The Hammer Films with a big barmaid and the... Mm. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not... No. Okay, so... And I am your biggest... Two out of the three of us were actually here for the recording of the last episode. Uh. The third listened to it, and we've only covered the topic like very, very briefly um, because we don't like to... Uh, come before we start recording and waste all the good Ew. stuff at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning. Um, but Alan had actually caught this, so it's weird. Instead of like sh- um, shying away from or talking around the subject, let's just like put our foot down on the gas and go straight through it. I got in some serious shit with the Team Jack girls uh, as a result of comments that I made on last week's episode. And I could, can I just pick up on that? I've known Absolutely. Jack for a long time, and Jack is very straight up. He's very uncensored, and I think sometimes his voice, his delivery, is so deadpan that it makes something sound bad or worse than it is. Because when I heard on the podcast, right, just a couple of things you were saying, right, I just sort of grinned. Even, even now talking about it, my saying, palms mm. are sweating. Or is it the Aveno that I've just no, rubbed no, into? I think you have. Inch. I think you have your own loyal following and supporters mm-hmm. that you know really work for you. But I know when I heard it, I know you, and I know you didn't mean to say anything that was uh, offensive is even too strong a word. Right. But I could hear how other people would hear it, being who I am. And yeah, it's true. How I how so, see the world. But anyway, yeah, you go on. I'm, so a recap, de- I'm a deviant, so you, we could have gone another 20 years, and I would have never known what the fuck you were talking about in episode 28, that it could have offended people. So, Oh, really? Yeah, I, I still kind of don't. All right, so and I don't want to. Just to recap, I don't want to fan the fire or anything. So no, let's I'm not, fan the fire. It's I just don't get the big, I don't get the big I fucking deal. A, oh, no, yeah, I don't get just, the big deal. All right, so here's the thing. Cohen brings up on air in last week's episode, out of nowhere, I can't even remember... And I've only the, listened to it again once. Here you'd have the harp music and a little clip from last week's show. Well, I know. You'd recreate if we it. actually... Oh, you should have recreated saying it really bad. Or don't you give me more really work. awful. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Cohen brings up out of nowhere that some of the Team Jack girls, and if, I mean, come on, if you're, uh, if you're listening, to, if you're listening to episode 29, um, if you made it this far, yeah, you probably know who the Team Jack ladies are already. There are thirty of them. They are a Twitter team. We have uh, a private Facebook group where we can just sort of post on the wall stuff relating to the group, stuff that's going on in people's lives, stuff relating to Twilight, and um, once that official or that private Facebook group was opened which I think I spoke of once before in a previous episode, but then you brought up last week. Once it was opened, some of the posting started to get... I mean, there are 30 women oh, who are incredibly passionate now about what they're what passionate about. last week. They exactly. Okay. So the wall posting started to get, like, really intense, right? And I made a remark at some point along the way that, like, whoa, this is getting so intense. It's becoming, in a way, like the Twitter feed, where it's so intense, it it makes me want to stay away a little bit because it's so much to keep up with. And, frankly speaking, because I'm so intense in my approach to things, it's like I have to read everything. But what is Sometimes I have to read everything what, what twice. What is intense, a code? Because you used that word last week, too, and I didn't Intense? Really. Heterosexual Graphic. fan fiction. 
What? Well, it was sex stuff, right? Is that what happened? No, no, well, some of it was that, or there was a lot of activity around. Um, and by the way, if I if uh, my voice, I don't think anyone's going to detect it. But do you hear it in my voice? I have teeth whitening strips on. No. Really? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, no, not You're at extremely all. articulate. No. I feel yeah, like I have a little affectation this week. No. Anyway, who fuck and they're coming like Daffy off. Duck with those things. The no, timer. only when you're off the podcast. It's funny to hear you They're coming podcast. off in 20 minutes. Um, so, it was around the time that Fifty Shades of Grey, which started off as a Twilight fanfic and was recently sold to Universal and its so-called dependent division or art house subsidiary focus features... Uh, after a bidding war where all these studios and producers around town came and tried to uh, secure the movie rights to this trilogy of uh, what one of our uh, Team Jack ladies, Dawn, has referred to as a romance, but Entertainment Weekly referred to as pornography. Um, written by a British TV producer named E.L. James. Anyway, around the time of that the auction of those movie rights, the wall postings, because most of these Team Jack ladies, Twihards all, obviously, are also into Fifty Shades and fanfic at large, which we talked about in last week's episode. They all started posting sort of casting notions for who should play uh, Christian, who is the male in Fifty Shades, who enters into this complex rela- uh, sexual relationship with this girl. Anyway. Alan Alda. Is my choice. That's a great idea. Yeah. Think well, about, think about that for a second. And there again, you prove your I true heterosexuality. I <laughs> okay, so it started to get intense, and I was like, "Well, you know, there's a lot to keep up with here." A second private, secret, super secret Facebook group was created called like Jack's Rejects or something like that, and basically that became a private super secret invitation members only for the team Jack ladies, 30 of them to go post about everything that's sort of off topic. It's 50 shades centric fanfic centric. Um, to speak openly, just to speak openly and comfortably with, with among each themselves. Other. Yeah. Yeah. Amongst women. Well, there are no men in that group is Eric Odom and I are not in that group as far as I know. I don't think Odom's in that group. I'm quite sure Odom's not in that group. Anyway, so it so happens that two or three weeks ago, episode 26 or 27 is late to air. I send Cohen a text message. I first hear about it from a couple of the ladies who are like, where's that episode? One of them again, Dawn, who runs the Tumblr, which, Alan, you can comment on shortly. Your Tumblr? No, it's private. It's it's just private. That's <laughs> I went I went to it because I heard it on the podcast, and it's private. No problem. <laughs> Do you feel excluded? No, because I I understand what they're what they're doing without seeing. What it shouldn't know. be they private wanna... though. I don't think. Well, it depends I don't, on I what they're you know whatever they're saying. Tumblr they works, feel, honestly. No, no, I don't have a. I I didn't feel excluded. I no, but I just went to it because you mentioned it on the podcast. Now they'll be besieged. At this super secret, no longer Facebook page <laughs> for people trying to uh, get in. Okay, so the podcast was late. I first hear about it from Dawn. I send a text to Matt Cohen going, Cohen, where's the fucking podcast? As usual, there are, there's no reply from Cohen. 
he's wasted in a fucking ditch somewhere. I'm, b- I'm busy. Right? I'd moonlight, Not too I'd busy, though, surgeon. To, to reply to your fucking Twitter where my job. the Team Jack, these Team Jack ladies, three of them, go straight to you. There were like 15 women blowing up my timeline, dude. Like, all I know is I well, looked at Well, I my heard t- that there were three. I looked at my Twitter account and there were like fucking 35 tweets with my name in them in a span of like 10 minutes. All, all going, Facebook, where's the where's fucking the episode? podcast? Facebook shirt off, Jack. I had no idea what was going on. And I even right. tweeted at one point. I was like, I'm confused but amused or whatever. Was right. it a missed week of recording or was it actually? No, the episode was like no, an hour and a half late. <laughs> yeah, it was an hour and a half late to... Yeah. But the thing was, the it website. was the episode that was about the Twilight reshoot, so everyone was all fucking right. Oh, they were all okay, but there was a week before go. that was missed. I think that's what was setting. Yeah, off the lost the, episode. But was it's like not like it's not like episode twenty-seven, as it were, was incredibly late. It was right. just they knew what this episode was going to be about, and they wanted it. Well, they because the it. week before was missed. There was a sense of what's happened. What's happened? You know, is is everybody all right? I killed you. There was concern. There was love from oh, them right, for right, you right. guys. That's true. That was right. That was one week before. One week after God, there was a missed Alan, recording. What a fan! Well, because I, love I was it. wondering too, but I said, "Well, I'm not going to say what happened." Where's my, you know? But <laughs> okay, so it's all about love. I so then so. you start getting Twitter bombed. Is that the is that the term? Sure. All right. By you say fifteen, I hear three. It was some ladies. Team Jack know. ladies. One of whom offers you an invitation to the super secret private Facebook group where, clo- where quote, we take our clothes off, unquote. I believe. I can look at my Twitter feed and... and you could. I could, theoretically. That's a... I mean, aren't you pretty active on Twitter, though? Yeah, that, that's... This that's, is a while ago. You're probably not going to yeah, still have it. I'm not going to be able to update that far. Anyway. <laughs> the first I hear about this is on air last week when Cohen says, oh, yeah, there are a couple of your Team Jack ladies who uh, tried to get me to join some super secret group where everybody takes their clothes off or something to that effect. Sure. Not a direct quote. That's very figurative. If you want a direct quote, go back and listen to the last episode. We never, we have yet to edit a single thing from one of these episodes. We never stop. We don't go back. We don't cut anything out. Not once, yeah. Not once ever. Which is, I... I've never, yeah, that's I, the that only true? podcast I've ever had that I've never had to edit anything. That sounds it. so tempting. Even after Greg Yolan asked us to edit that one thing. Yeah, fuck him. We just steamrolled it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it on the air. We were like, no, we're not going to edit that. <laughs> um, okay, so then, so I was surprised to hear that from you, even though, again, I... So there are two secret groups. I had probably talked about one of them, which is just... Team Jack official or something like that. Suddenly the second group is being pitched at you and I'm hearing about it and I'm just like, Oh my God, what are these? This sounds out of control. What are these women up to? What is going on? Right. So then we start to talk about one or both of those Facebook groups, probably just the one. And I make remarks that to your ear, Alan, sound dismissive. No, potentially, potentially dismissive. Yeah. Of the Team Jack ladies and their obsessions, including Fifty Shades of Grey, fan fiction, and sex. Right. Yeah. yeah. To which Cohen would add. And I'm going to jump in right now. And ladies, I got number love for you. However, uh, in, in, from my opinion, t- the Twilight fandom is a very sexualized thing. Like, totally. Totally. So it's kind of no shock that women 
or a man or whatever. Anyone who's who's obsessed with that would also be a sexual person and talk about sex. I don't think they're perverts, but they're into a fucking sex romance thing. When you say the word but, it negates everything that came before it. When you say the word what? But? I don't think they're perverts, but... No, and I... I, No, I don't think they're perverts. However, I do think they 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 choose the fandom they choose to engage in is in a sexual milieu, as it were, and I don't think it's somewhat, or I would say an erotic milieu, or something that's more about restrained eroticism than it is about quote sex unquote. Totally. So, if you want sex, rent Kinsey, a brilliant film written and directed by Bill Condon. So, I don't think anyone, I don't think, I don't think any of them should be offended by by. You saying that they're they're into the fanfic and talking about sex because the reason they kind of met and got together is is sort of this is Edward erotic. and Bella yeah 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 and then now Christian and I can't I don't know that I have I clearly have not retained the name of the female lead in Fifty Shades of Grey which Alan you just gray. finished reading didn't it you? should be gray it should be gray right no I'm reading it off my smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he had to get a hot water and screen protector. Though women were offended, Team Jack ladies were offended. Offended why though? Because that's what I didn't hear until today. Offended that you painted them Uh, as not perverts, as as people with yeah, I think a preoccupation with sex stuff, sex eroticism, Fifty Shades fan fiction, and I think it was just that it was my the my language or my tone of voice what. Read as dismissive or potentially dismissive. Yeah, fanboy and number I, yeah. one. Yeah, but I and I I don't I know you. I know Matt, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you just I met. know that's not the I know that's not not the case. So right, right. I think yeah, but I think the more you say, the you know it's uh, you don't want to dig the hole any deeper. I think I think the idea is that. There's fans out there that are supporting the podcast. They're certainly supporting the film and everything right. else and are a big engine behind what's going on. And, right. Uh, and, and just on a personal level, I am about 80,000 times more perverted than any of you gals. So, well, let me just add for the record this is the house of Kinsey. We don't do perverted or pervert, please. That's like from 1952. All right. So, what's the word for it? Erotic. All right. Or. Dull. If you're not, as Kinsey would, Kinsey himself would have said, common versus rare. I'd rather be rare than rare common. Words, rare. I'd rather I'm be erotic birds, than dull. Yeah. Um. So embrace it, gals. Uh, well, yeah, but is we are. is is there an inherent in here? Is there something that's coming out that's a little bit? I'm sorry if what I said was misinterpreted or <laughs> offended anyone. That's what I'm I completely and. Do you know what the definition of mea culpa is? It has whips in it, doesn't it? <laughs> no, but you know what? It, it occurred to me as I was um, rubbing that Aveeno all over my body. All over my body. <laughs> That's erotic. That uh, I should that mea culpa would be a potential uh, title for this episode. But then, as you said, deadpan. I thought that could also work too. And there is also this, and I hate, you know what, I'll take a little bit of the heat off of Jack. There are thousands of people listening to the show other than the 30 gals, so to call it mea culpa and to... to well, let me just take a little heat off Matt, and then Alan can take a little heat off me. This is awesome. Are there really thousands of people listening to the show? Yes. 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 Thousands. Upon thousands. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I get the numbers. I'd sir. like mea culpa. Mea culpa so far. is I'd a like Latin that. phrase that translates into, per Wikipedia, that translates into English as my mistake or my fault. To emphasize the message, the adjective maxima may be inserted. Maxima mea culpa or mea maxima? Mea maxima culpa, which would translate as my most grievous fault. I think that is the title. Mea maxima, maxima culpa. Decimus, Cohen, Decimus Cohen I'm looking you in the eye. Get the spelling right. right. Or make sure Mea that Ken Plume gets the maxima spelling right. Mea maxima culpa. culpa. Sounds right. like the sequel to Gladiator. I just said Decimus I'm Meridius. I'm very, leader very of the sorry for any hurt feelings or distress that may have resulted from my remarks. Okay, you can get up and sit back down now. That was really good. Why do I have to get up? Well, because he was saying that he. For, well, because I forget this is, <laughs> this is not videoed. So he's on his knees saying <laughs> that. So that's what I think okay. is really. With a picture you don't see of what's all going the on team here. I mean, the three of us. There's my assistant. I'm usually on my knees. Why? Because well, I'm erotic, know. not dull. That's right. Exactly. That's right. That's what's the up? definition right there. What's up? Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, it's all it's yes. it's all interesting. What's news? Uh, Cinecon this week, which used to be Show West in Vegas, seems bigger than ever. There's no Show East anymore, right? I don't even know if it, if it is. It's probably called something else. Because what's in show- Toronto now? Show East was Toronto, right? Or no? I don't even know. I'm a lot less plugged in than it, than a lot of people think I am. Honestly, I didn't Tumblr, even. You know. were telling me about Tumblr last week. I wasn't telling you shit about Tumblr. Oh, no, a few weeks I don't ago. know anything about Tumblr. Well, I know you Dawn mentioned Tumblr. Tumblr. You said Tumblr. I said, oh, yeah, I signed up for that a couple of years ago. But I never... No, I didn't. No, when we had dinner. You mentioned Tumblr. And he said he something signed about up. Tumblr. Oh, you said, signed yeah. up for it? I said I was... Yeah, I oh, said, you oh, signed, I signed up, up for it. that a couple no, of years No, you ago. didn't. Yes, I did. You, you mentioned I'm the Tumblr. boss of this podcast. I you know. did not sign up for Tumblr. Well, I did a couple of years ago. I was You signed Tumblr. up for Tumbling. No. <laughs> Tumblr. I thought it was something else. It's been exciting. And I, actually, it is. Uh, never mind. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, so, what was do you remember big... how we met, Jack? Yeah, we can we can go into the origin story, Matt. What were you going to say? Gonna say? I was going back to CinemaCon. The big winner the from big CineCon. Star. I don't know. Is what was what, the I big mean, winner? The Pix- Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Everyone loved. Everyone loved the Pixar presentation for Brave. Brave and uh look at your cigarette smoke wafting sorry. around my hand. Brave, no, no, it's kind of cool. Uh, fix it, fra- f- fucking Wreck It Ralph, the video game franchise thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Nope. It's about a video game character that comes out into the real world, and they just showed the opening scene, and we found out that they're integrating actual characters. So it starts off with the self-help group for video game characters, and it's like with like Mario, Zangief from Street Fighter, and Mario, nice. and like other things. So. so Pixar's licensed all these characters. Yes, that sounds like a out of the box win for me. I think I'm very very excited about that. Movie. Wow, that's crazy. Um, what was the other big stuff? This is the other great thing about Matt Cohen is he brings information, Alan, through the front door. I know. I've listened to the podcast. Were there, were there, I'm amazed, Matt. I I'm learned. amazed at the things that get hit upon that you just uh, reel off all kinds of information. I'm trying to remember specifically from the last I couple of it, podcasts what it is. I'm like, I know a man, lot of this, whether it's I could actually dig up texts that Alan artists, Skinner has sent me amazing. about your... No, honestly, I, I'm... I appreciate you know, it, dude. No, I really your participation. Do. Uh, I have no reason to suck up to you. Do I? <laughs> Did they... Uh, 
Oh, oh, um, fucking the Paramount uh, announced the big. I don't know if it was a CinemaCon, but do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, Top Gun Two. Did they announce is that? greenlit and, and written, and Tom Cruise is going to be in it, reprising his role of, as Maverick. Maverick oh, Pete Mitchell. Tony Scott, God. Tony Scott directing. Uh, wow. going to shoot before Mission Impossible, so that's the next thing to go. Wow. For Cruise. Wow. Bird also said he won't be on Mission Impossible Five. Brad Bird. Yeah. And Tim Burton gets be. grief for remaking Frank and Weenie. Well, how that's about the remake unfair. of? All I want to say on this podcast, for the record, on Frank and Weenie is, oh yeah, Alan just. Oh no, worries, dude. Unplugged with Alan's. This thing just dropped off. I bet I haven't even been recorded. Nothing I've said. <laughs> just an empty line. <laughs> the screen is facing away from me, so I don't know it. But for Burton aficionados, for me, the most interesting thing about Frank and Weenie is less about the fact that he's remade one of his shorts from Cal Art Cal Arts than the fact that the dog design. Is family, family dog. Family dog. It's yeah, family yeah. dog. Covered in podcasts. He just he reached did, over he and the, said, oh, "I'll be having that back." Didn't he Speaking design, of Brad Bird, but he designed that character. No, Family Dog. For those of you who haven't seen it, I'm sure it's on YouTube or Vimeo or in. It is. It's on Burton DVDs and all that. Okay, so Family Dog was one episode of Steven Spielberg's anthology series, um, Amazing, Amazing Stories, Stories, in the mid 1980s. Uh, it was directed by Brad Bird. All the character designs were done by Tim Burton. It is. Fucking it's the best one. awesome. Right, but if Dan Freeberg is the father, Annie Potts is the mother. It is awesome. And the central the the title character is this dog. Right, but Frank and Weenie came first. Tim Burton's Frank and yes. Weenie, even if it was a Absolutely. You know, and he designed the other, so he's not, you know, he hasn't but Was he at anyone. Disney concurrently with Frank and Weenie yet as an uh, animator? That's too deep. No, no, no. It would have been... Frank and Weenie was his college thesis. Frank and Weenie would have... Oh, um, was he at Disney for Frank and Weenie? Uh, Because he was at Disney at like 18 or 17 or something. I'm not sure. But I can tell you Family Dog was right around the same period as Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which we can also... Tied to my one ill-fated uh, year at Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. Which was his first feature, right? <laughs> Pee-wee. Pee-wee's Big Adventure was his get, first feature. Do I get to push Dark Shadows now, now that we're talking Have about Have you seen work? it? By the way, Matt, I, I really think you'll need to check and see if I... Can you see on... Are there lines on there? Because yeah, this you're thing talk, I can see off. the green. No, you're good. But it is now. I can see the green jumping oh, you heard, I could have heard you. Okay, heard yeah. You drop yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. All right. When yeah, Dark fun? Shadows. I haven't seen it yet, no. I was invited to a press screening that I'm not going to be able to make, but I'm really looking forward to Me it. Me too. And, uh, I'm the only and I am a diehard Dark Shadows original series right. fan. I have to say that because so many people who are diehards have been really, you know, flipping out over the thing. And I, when I, when I first saw the trailers, I felt the same way a little bit. There was a disheartening because it wasn't going to be the, the great, deep, gothic, rich, you know, right. that we were hoping for. Right. But you know what? After I saw the trailer, I said, of course, how could they do that? They've done that so many times. They did the right. show. They did the first film, House of Dark Shadows. Right. They rebooted it in 91. Right. It debuted on the same day that the uh, uh, Gulf War broke out, which killed it, right. helped kill it. It only this lasted. Is, this is the episodes. iteration starring Ben Cross as Barnabas yes. Collins. Right. And Gene Simmons as. Elizabeth Collins Stoddard, amazing. And Barbara Steele. No, that was the big thing. Barbara By Steele. By the way, we genius. should say J E A N Simmons, not G E N E Simmons. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. Okay. 
Alan. My goodness. Yeah. How many actors have played Barnabas Collins? Three? Four. There Four. was Jonathan Fridd. Originates Cross, the part. Ben uh, Cross. There was the, then the, um, Stuart. I'm not sure who the guy was. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, sir. He's probably listening to this podcast too. Uh, who did the Warner Brothers when they tried to do it again in 2003, 2004 right. as a series, which I did see that unaired right. pilot. And now Johnny Depp right. is the fourth. Um, and Jonathan Frid, can we just have a little moment? Jonathan Frid, who originated the role, just passed away just within probably uh, without, on April 13th without having seen his cameo in the film. Yeah, there was, There is a cameo. His cameo, also David Selby, who played Quentin, who really? looks amazing. Can we say Dilf, ladies? And uh, <laughs> How old is he? I think 72. David Selby? David Selby, yeah. You, you guys want to go A to C with this one? Do you think this will be a new trend of... Okay, so we've got Dark Shadows, which was a fair... I've never seen the original, but from what I'm told, it was fairly straight-laced. It was not camp. It was... Uh, it's all a right. primetime soap opera. No, okay. it was not. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that because really? I did say that before. It was an afternoon soap opera on ABC television. started in 66. It started as a gothic soap with no ghosts or anything bizarre. It was a gothic soap opera. And in and of itself, it was very innovative and original. Very There were no strange. ghosts or anything, but no. Barnabas Collins was a vampire. No. The, first, no. the first six months it ran... It rating its ratings dwindled. They had tried a couple of supernatural things. Was it was five days a week? Five days a week, yeah. Holy shit! So it was an actual four o'clock in the right? afternoon. Yeah. yeah. On okay. What network, Alan Skinner? ABC. Okay. They moved it back to three thirty p.m. for right. a while, and then they eventually bumped it back to four to maintain these kids right. who were running home from school, right, to see it, right. And I was. I knocked people out of the way, and and uh, <laughs> and it was. Uh, then the ratings were just down. I won't go. There's a whole history behind even how the show got on the air, but whatever. Uh, as the ratings were going down, Dan Curtis, allegedly his uh, children were saying, put a vampire in, because he had a ghost and, you know, a Dan couple Curtis, of supernatural the creator things. Of the Dan show. Curtis, the creator of the show. Okay. And Not they Dan Cortese, the host of MTV Sports? No. That's what I was hoping. No, no, no. That'd be amazing. You like Dan Cortese? You remember that guy? With the bandana? Uh, yes, of course. Yes. And so they brought on a vampire that was going to be a limited ser- limited run. And he came on, and the show took off, and the fan mail started pouring in, and they said, oh, wow. And he originally was a very dark, nasty vampire. You know? Okay. And as they then had to origin, had to create an origin story for him, which was one of the best periods of the series. They went back to a 1795 storyline. Right. I'll... Coupled with Jonathan Frid's nervousness about his inability to often remember his lines and have them down because he was a trained theater right. uh, performer and going into soap, very tough. It's a very, very tough gig. And he was a main character. And so he took that nervousness and blended it into the character. Right. And it created eventually the sympathetic vampire which was really was the first reluctant as he was classically called reluctant vampire edward cullen's father in a way well also ann rice's you know Lestat's father louis yeah not lestat lestat i was, was going to say i thought we were going to call oh, uh, that was louis. louis louis was louis. the reluctant right, right. and you know which came in 76 mm-hmm. i believe she published that yeah. and uh 
and and he became this amazing character that just you know people went huh. crazy for. But going back though, so so with all that, and it's, it, the Burton movie is polar opposite tonally, right? Well, Burton, it, according the, to a mutual friend of Alan's and mine, who will remain nameless, I don't think I, I can't remember whether I told you this over dinner. He attended the first test screening, and when I asked him, um, Tim Burton was nowhere to be seen, by the way, which is, must be lovely to get to that point in your career when you don't have to show up for these NRG tests. Um, I asked him, is the trailer, which has been polarizing, much as my comments last week, representative of the film that you saw his reply never before in the history of movies has a trailer so accurately captured the experience of watching the entire feature it's about 10 percent gothic tim burton right and 90 percent very broad comedy right fish I, out yeah. of water yeah very broad comedy the original series never dealt with the fact that Barnabas was suddenly let loose in what was on the series was 1967, 66 when he right. was, you know, came out of the box. Right. Uh, they never, the, the series ignored that 100%. Never did he ever say, what's that? A phone, you know, right. nothing ever. And it's funny because I never thought about it in the series that, that that was missed. Right. But here now, that's what they've taken off on, they've on really, the film. Yeah. It's, it's a total reimagining of a concept, and it really is something that I think only Tim Burton can do, as he's done with many other things before. Some people don't like it. That's well, fine, and reimagining think, yeah. was a term that was made popular through a series of quotes around his reimagining of Planet of the Apes, which well, proved even less Mars popular. Attacks was, you know. But Mars Attacks was not a reimagining of a popular existent uh, No, but Planet of the Apes visual franchise. No, I think that was just a bad thing for him to reimagine because Well, my point is reimagining as a word became as opposed to rebooting, reimagining became very popular in that moment. And as soon as that movie went down like the Titanic, culturally kind of, um that word became verboten. <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, if if you were, if you're working in marketing and publicity over on the Warner lot, where they made it, I believe, yes, Planet. Yeah, it's a Warner movie, I think. Um, and uh, the first Fox, draft Fox of the press notes, Planet of the Apes. Oh yes, but I'm talking about Dark Shadows. And the press note, the first draft of the press notes comes through, and you see the word reimagining anywhere, you get your red ball point. And you scratch that fucking word out because you cannot have, um, you cannot right. have reimagining and Tim Burton in the same sentence culturally anymore and get away with that. It ain't a cool news well, or yeah, coming yeah, yeah. soon. They can coming strike it out, but he did the same thing for Alice uh, in Wonderland Wonka and for Willy Alice. Wonka. Yep. And as much as two you know, of the Alice, worst films I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. What'd you say? Alice. I hate those movies. Alice, yeah. both and Wonka. Alice well, so and, many people do, and, and yet Alice, was, Alice and Wonka, Alice in Wonderland and is Wonka. his. Uh, Alice is his greatest uh, financial success. Box office was, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Three hundred worldwide. I mean, it's, oh, in, beyond. The, it's in the top. Beyond. ten. It's in top ten. And the, yeah. the worldwide, including North America, because I think sometimes that gets confused. The global box office success of Alice in Wonderland is what's directly responsible for everything from 
uh, Brian Singer's Jack the Giant Killer, Snow Catherine White Hardwick's Little Red Red Riding Hood, um, the Snow White with the Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, Mirror Mirror, Once Upon a Time on ABC, Grim, now the live act Grim, Everything. the live action Beauty and the Beast coming to ABC, the live action Beauty and the Beast coming to the CW. They are all fairy tales. apples that have fallen off the Alice the success very specifically. Of Alice in it Wonderland. It fast-tracked Fables, which is now looking like it might actually go on TV. Is that so? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a fairy tale thing. But, but, it, so we, we. The best were, the best, one of the reasons is fairy tales, whether they be Grimm's fairy tales or, or other, are all public, public domain. Public domain. That's. 100%. So nobody has to pay nothing. You basically just have to get your announcement out before the next guy and plant your flag and get your movie into production. Right. And even then, that didn't keep. The two, two, not one, but two Snow yeah. White movies from being but made. You have to remember, Nobody Alfred, Hitch, Alfred Hitchcock was ripped for a lot of his work at the time. Right. Vertigo, failure. Right. Now, one of the top 50, probably uh, higher than totally that agreed. films of all time. Totally agree. Psycho, people were that's a whole. That's awful. a whole other conversation. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying, yeah, but I'm not saying Tim Burton is Alfred Hitchcock, but I'm saying Tim Burton's films, over time, when you go back and look at them again, you can sort of go, oh, you know, that, that really does enter. I had a great time watching, including right. Mars Attacks, which I, I hated it. See, I love, I love Everybody. Mars Attacks. I did it. Did yeah. you love it at the time? Yeah, I was fucking 13. But well, you that's high. an interesting point. That's you were high. Not everybody was high, high watching it. Plus Port- at thirteen, <laughs> like plus Portman was in my school. It was a whole fucking. It was right. It was like her second movie or something. So right. it was a whole big thing. Right. Um, but just jumping back for a second. So we've got the fairy tale thing going right now. We've yeah. got the super on. supernatural thing, which has been full on for close to uh, almost a decade at this point. But right. it seems like we're now okay. So with this reimagining of Dark Shadows and this monsters fucking thing, which is totally. Pilot. Brian um, Fuller producing for, I think, NBC. Eddie Izzard is Grandpa Dark. They're cannibals. It's a fucking horror thing. Uh, it's completely dark. Like, completely, completely dark. Right. Do you think we're at a point now where we're just going to start switching tones of fucking things? Because that seems to be the new trend of taking Take old, something like the monsters and go dark with it. Take or something, take something dark, like dark shadows like and go light. Seven and turn it into a movie musical. You know what I mean, though? But it just... It just I don't know. I we're now know. at a point That's where we're Bill's next. We can't talk about that, though, right? Seven no, we is can't the musical. Talk about seven okay, the musical. We're not just rebooting <laughs> franchise anymore. Not next. We're completely fucking spinning the franchises on their heads. I think there's always uh, desperation on the part of these. Twenty one Twenty One Jump Street. Everything yeah. to have brands that have yeah, yeah. I, that are believed to have name pre existing mark you know value in the marketplace, such as Battleship Transformers, whether they be based on a toy line, based on a fairy tale, based on a uh, yeah, but young adult novel series. Could anything be less transgenitally connected to the original idea of a board game called Battleship? How did this no, but I don't know. I mean, they're they're selling it hardcore as basically Transformers Four. I hope and the ladies feel got it, that. And the sell has already worked abundantly overseas, where the movie's been in release for over a month now, I believe. And uh, now the outdoor is up at least here in Los Angeles, and. There's a big fucking battleship, and then there's a what appears to be a big sea seafaring transformer. And I can't say I won't and go. There are many different looks. And there's a, I saw a, drove by a bus shelter poster last night of for one of the aliens, and it's sort of very Halo esque armor. 
Like they're selling that to little boys. I saw a bus stop poster of Michelle Pfeiffer. They have those beautiful posters. Yeah. Especially over Very by Warhol. Michelle Pfeiffer and somebody had painted it with the Joker. <laughs> the Keith, the, the Keith Ledger Joker That's stuff. Really, it was really That's awesome. Her face is so white to start That's with. awesome. It they're doing really those bus shelter posters for every single character in Dark Shadows. And it's like yep. beyond Johnny Depp and Michelle Pfeiffer. Johnny Lee fucking Miller has one. I know. And it's like... I have been driving to the Valley recently, so I've been passing Warner's. What? And for the entire... Do you even know who these actors are? The Does entire anybody know who these actors are? The entire... Or the characters they're playing? The entire mile, mile span surrounding the Warner Brothers lot, every five feet yeah. is a dark shadow. Either character sheet, billboard, moving yeah. fucking over on that... Uh, by Best And Buy guess what I heard the most surprising thing of all? Based on... I mean, Dark Shadow's not a big brand, right? And people... People mm. who know that brand don't go to movies on opening weekend. And by the way, they usually don't go three weeks in. But that's Johnny Depp. Is it today? It's Johnny not Depp. about Dark Shadows. Is not the bigger brand than the brand. Okay, it yes. opens. It's t- more than that. It, it opens today, right? No, it doesn't. The eleventh. Nothing opens today. May eleventh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Speaking of nothing opening today, what won the fucking weekend last week? Did you see? Yeah, and I. Well, I know. Do Think you know like the title? a man. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even heard of that fucking movie. Yeah. And it beat another movie I've never heard of either. Oh, it beat The Hunger Games. You've never heard of that? No, some Zac Efron movie. Oh, The Loved One or something like that? No, oh, is that the Loved this? One. Should we talk a whole podcast make about, about The Loved, loved One? Do a whole episode. <laughs> that could be your last episode. We'll talk all about The Loved One with Robert Morris and Robert Moore. Oh, my God. That's an amazing Christopher film. Isherwood. What's with the weird... Zac Efron and Christopher, Christopher Isherwood together again. What's with the weird dead zone of movies in, like, for the month of it's April. the it's the uh it's the the sharp intake before the plunge before avengers next week opening the summer event movie season and then dark shadows Up. is going to come and kick avengers ass right well, out of the theater. so the thing with dark shadows is here's the surprising thing um i hear that in market uh or in um uh, tracking which tests two things i think we've talked about this on a previous episode Number one, kids, awareness. Number two, want to see. And then beyond that, who is aware? Who is not aware? Who wants to see? Who wants to see less? Wait, Dark Shadows yeah. is actually, uh, the awareness is very high. But proving, what about the want to see? Yeah. Proving that regardless of how weak or antiquated the brand, when Burton and Depp get together, yes, instant audience instant can't audience that's ready to go Matt, matt's shaking his that's head that's dtf they're I'm down just, to fuck i'm just so i'm i'm no, I, and i'm I can't hurt blame i'm you. hurt by yeah. burton at this point dude. i don't yeah i don't know fucking faith i know but i i i i i i want to i hope you'll go see dark <laughs> i will no this is the first tim burton movie i've been excited for since big fish Oh, Big Fish. What an awesome That was the movie. last good I one. In my, in my Big opinion, Fish. Tim, Big mm. Fish was Tim Burton's last. You know they're doing that as a musical? No. Mm. Straight face. This is true. I know they are. Yeah. It's being done by John August. You're not a fan? Anyway. Seems iffy. John August does a great podcast with Craig Mazin, too, by the way. Does but he? it's not in the Kevin Smith oeuvre, so I guess you'll have to edit that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Southwest, by the way. I'm sorry. Is that <laughs> You love what? Southwest Airlines. <laughs> but I buy an extra seat. I buy an extra seat going on so that I know, you know, that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Alan's but a big guy. Who's, you know, you get it. Who's I, bigger, Alan or Kevin? Oh, come on. I'm the biggest guest you've ever had on this show. Oh, for sure. Hands down. Who's yeah. bigger, Alan or Kevin? 
Alan. He just said Kevin. Uh, who? Kevin Burns. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Kevin Smith. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Kevin Smith is bigger figuratively than me, but toe to toe, pound for pound. <laughs> you got, I'm got, six you got two. him. You got him, dude. I'm six two. You know. But I no, I love Kevin. Um, what's the but? What do you think? Eight, eight, Seventy million Dark Shadows. Top topping out. No budget. Oh. Oh, I don't know. That's a good. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. they'd spend over. I can't. You know what I mean? It's such a weird yeah, fucking movie. Know. It's also a movie I hadn't heard of until that trailer dropped. I didn't I, know they were making it. I'd never heard about it in pre-production. Have either of you guys seen Cabin in the Woods? Yes, twice. No. I All right, I saw it this I week. It. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what the budget is on that I after we stop. Okay. Because I've heard what people. Have well, what said have you heard? No spoilers. No what have you heard? They've said I think in the 40s. I think much. I think I don't know. I don't know. It's a confusing movie. I don't know how they did that. Yeah, it's one of those. Same with Cloverfield, though. The budget well, on I could Cloverfield. Have I, was I could have my assistant here look it up on uh, Google, but his no, hands no have because to stay you're not going to get a true figure on no, Google. His hands have to stay cuffed through the whole. Well, thing. Think about so, that. <laughs> that's and that tape be... on his mouth is volunteer. I'm just telling you. Who put out Cabin in the Woods? Who took MGM. It, who took MGM, MGM produced it. And they ended up selling it to Lionsgate. So Lionsgate comes out as a fucking a winner on this one, right? Totally, because I'm sure they did not pay MGM dollar for dollar what MGM spent to make it. Why not pump out Red Dawn right now with Avengers and Cabin doing well and you got Hemsworth in it? Like, why are they still sitting on that fucking movie? What I can tell you about Red Dawn... I've, I've spoken to people who've seen it, and I know why they're not putting it out based on their reactions to it. But Cohen, if you come equipped with the goods, I've heard it's it takes me out of the hot seat. So just I, say I, what I, you've I heard. Everybody who went to a test screening like fucking five months back said it was unwatchably bad. He said the act, like he said it's fucking terrible. Okay, what I can tell you is that I don't know how many times they tested it. All right, nor do I know how many cuts. But what I can tell you is there was at least one test of one cut. Um, and I don't know that there are multiple cuts, to be honest with you. I'm just saying it's like, in, in, to be very specific and precise, there was one test that was through the fucking roof. Really? Yes, there was. Wow. For sure. So what, what the fuck are they waiting for? I can't answer that. I cannot answer that question on the air, but okay. I'll tell you, I'll All tell right. you after awesome. we finish rolling. Cause but I would love to see that movie. It's Red Dawn. Yeah. Starring Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And fucking Josh Brolin and yeah. the kid from and the Wackness. apparently, by the way, it totally works. That's awesome. Yep. But isn't that like tofu? I mean, are you really going to remember it after it's over? If it's super bloody, because the first Red Dawn, like if they can make up for in 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 uh, gore what they didn't in the first one, I will I will. This will be my superior. The first film. one was a movie that came out the I think going into my senior year of high school. I was a hundred and fifty fucking percent about that movie. Oh, I love Red Dawn. Now, by the way, when I look at that movie again, <laughs> however many decades later. <laughs> I'm still all about that. The fucking opening movie. scene is still that one of the best. Awesome. I still think that opening scene is one of the best fucking scenes in movie it's history. It's a great just piece in the classroom. Of, eh. It's a great time capsule for that period of the of the Reagan years, where the premise of Russians sending an invasion force down into the middle of Colorado <clears throat> seemed totally believable, and the fact that. If you were in high school and suddenly your parents were either shot in front of you or put in a concentration camp, you'd take to the mountains and 
Um, name yourself after the yeah, high school Wolverines. team, uh, athletic teams, and start doing uh, hit and run ops on the the fucking Reds. Okay, I appreciate your love for that because of when you said it, you know. But what about and see Thomas Hell for the win, who I will have on this podcast in a future episode. That makes we'll me, only that, talk about Soul Man. That though. reminds me of Hunt for Red October. Which is another that great movie. That is an awesome, great, great fucking movie. movie. I have to say that because... It's the second, but do you prefer that to Die Hard by the same director, John oh, McTiernan? by far. I prefer Hunt for You can watch Hunt Hard. for Red October really? over and over it's and over and see... Film. You see more stuff in there, the actors that are in there. We should get Tim Curry on this podcast to talk about Hunt for Red October. Oh, I, that would be awesome. That can would, I just... Or any, any other movie he's ever mouth? been in? Fucking... That would kill. You lived with Bale. You're like, oh, we should maybe get Tim Curry on this podcast. We should get Tim Hook Curry. Hook up on. the goods. Well, dude. I could actually get Tim Curry That's on this podcast. That's what I'm podcast. saying. Muppet Treasure Island, the entire hour. It's a sad, it, it's like this podcast having, being what it is and having started as what it is and for whatever fucking reasons that it started, I've never taken it so seriously as to actually like start Calling producing it. Yeah. It's like, okay, and who do we have lined up next week? Yeah, that's why. Greg I'm Nicotero. Here. And who do we have next week? <laughs> Exactly. Can you do a Tim Curry impression? I bet he can. I respect Tim Curry too much to go. (laughs) I saw Tim Curry, and I specifically went to see Tim Curry play, read the role of um, Addison DeWitt when the, um, and I'm going to get the name wrong, I don't know, but the actors, you know, they do those shows down there at the Amundsen. Yeah. Sometimes where they'll get together a stellar cast. Mm-hmm. And there were great people in that lineup. Right. But the person I remember, and I was just giddy to see, was Tim Curry in the role of Addison DeWitt, originally done by George Sanders when they did the reading of All About Eve. Can I put It was awesome. Can I put you on to something for this weekend? Sure. If you live in the Los Angeles area, of course, by the time I you do. listen to this, by the time you listen to this, dear listener, it will be we too over, late. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, what you missed was. Hang on just one second. Tim Curry, what, he was so awesome. We took him to dinner the other night for his birthday. And he How told I didn't us. I get a phone call. Over that dinner. Hang on, I'm pulling I this did up meet quickly. Him. I, I met him once through you, Jack, at, uh, at, at, at a party here at this house. And it was, uh, it was, it was wonderful. He's just. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. He is a great actor. I, uh, one of the things I remember him most for was Wise Guy when he did a story arc in Wise Guy many years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Home oh, Alone 2. That one moment when he says, Captain. Uh, just, you remember that, Matt? When he's like, you know. He is doing, well, it was last night and I believe it's all this weekend. You'd have to check it if you have a level of interest in this, Alan Skinner. He is doing, I wish there was a synopsis here. He's doing some. He's doing another reading of an Eric Idle it's, it's play last, called last, What About last Dick? Last night and tonight only. It sold out too. Russell Brand, Tim Curry. I tried to Russell go. Brand, really? Eric Idle, yeah. Wow, Billy Connolly, Eddie Izzard, Jane cat. Leaves, Jim Piddock, Tracy Ullman, and Sophie Winkleman at the Orpheum. And by the way, the Orpheum downtown on Broadway. Where we shot the Step into the Bad Side number and Bill Condon's uh, Academy Award winning Dream Girls. Um, has a few thousand fucking seats. So for them to be sold out, I'm two pretty nights, sure. And I they're mean, all I, bolted down and no scenery 
with all those people there, Tracy Ullman, Russell Brand, and Tim Curry. No. Well, no, but no, I saw that. Left I chewed. That's that's why it's no, that's why it's readings, not you know. My right. apartment building puts up like things in the elevator of like shit going on that right. week, and I saw that listed last week. Right. And my fucking heart. Stopped. What about Dick at the Orpheum Theater? Uh, By the way, StubHub on eBay. There are ways. List. There are ways. There are ways you can. I just get don't feel like real, fucking if you, going. If you were willing to pay tonight, uh, by myself to see a fucking right radio play, but Alan will go with you. If it that, was anyone but Idol, I would go. I would even take a Terry Jones play. But Russell Brand oh, really? and Tim Curry? I mean, everything else. I'm the, wow. I, just, I don't love Eric. And Tracy Ullman. But. And Sophie Winkleman. And Jim Pittock. The very British-named Jim Pittock. But I'm saying the big, I mean... Russell Brand, And I say Billy scenery Connelly, chewing in the Eric nicest... Idol. I, I mean, say that with such yeah. love and affection. It's called pleasure and performance, and it gives you something to watch. Yeah. Totally. Love it. Izzard, Brand, and Connolly on there already. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Did you know? But did you know? There. I'm not there. Did you know that Meryl Streep is the same age, about, as Betty Davis was when Betty Davis did whatever happened to Baby Jane? Is that true? Mm-hmm. Betty Davis was. Uh, Are you suggesting 61? that Meryl Streep? No, no. I'm saying, but if you look at whatever happened to Baby Jane and you say Meryl Streep is that age, you say, "Why?" Let me ask you this: Did you see the version with the Redgrave sisters, Lynn and Vanessa? I did. And. Uh, Lynn is deceased, so you can go no, ahead and I, say No, I mean, it. no. I mean, I love John Glover, since we're talking about people like, you know. Scenery chewing. Big personalities. Yeah. But uh, that didn't, that just didn't. Didn't work. Didn't it was work done for, for television me. in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love John Glover so much. I love the lesser John Glover, William Atherton. You guys know I think he's lesser That's than. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Did you ever see? I bet I think you haven't he's seen like this. John Glover, like soft. He's like the Skeet Ulrich to John Glover's Johnny Depp. We have, by the wow. way, let me just say for this episode, we have packed a metric fuck ton of, of useless information into this yes. episode. No, of it's an uh, incredibly dense episode. Well, I'm I'm thinking of your I'm thinking of your ladies that support it. I think a lot of this riffs on things that they either are are interested in or would be interested in or have you know totally and. And by the way, maybe I just they're want to, going, huh? Maybe I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just want to bring it back to um, what we talked about the, in the first act, so to speak. The um, code name for what went down yeah. is Matt Gate. Is it really? Yep. That's awesome. Which could be another title for this episode, but I it. prefer Maya Maxima Culpa. If that had only been the first Matt yeah. Gate in my fucking life. Is that true? Yeah. Uh. How many Matt Gates are there, Matt? Tons, man. Tons. Really? How many per week? Tons of Gates. Uh, but Matt a, moves on. Matt it's just a rolls on. Struggle. Yeah, yeah. I just. I, but I think if you know, I grab it, my yeah. bindle, jump into the first open box car I see, and go where the sky takes me. <laughs> yeah. Merrily we roll along. Do you want to get into the Jack and Alan origin story? Does that feel important to you? It does. Or is to it going to be yeah. dull? It does to me because uh, I had I had. Uh, there was a, this quick background. I had uh, uh, bought a store that I had been going to for many years called Creature Features in Burbank in 1998. Hold, 1802 West Olive Avenue, Burbank, California, 91506. What's up? Yeah, but it's long gone. <laughs> it is, but that's where it was. If you want it's to go look at an Armenian shop. flower shop. Some kind of strange, yeah, flowers. Some flower shop in quotes. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> no flowers have been sold in that shop. flowers, they sort of look at you. <laughs> Who are you? But no, uh, I, I, because I had been gone there for many years, uh, 
a great man, Taylor White, had operated this store that brought back a lot of childhood memories to me from the f- f- from my childhood. I literally, when place. I went into that store mm-hmm. with my friend Den Schumann, mm-hmm. who turned 50 this past Love week. Love Den. Love Den. Shout out to Den. How can Den be older than me now? Well, I don't yeah, know. he can't. All of it. He can't. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> you are. Den and I walked into that store when it was owned by Taylor. Mm-hmm. I literally, literally almost started crying. Yeah. That's how fucking good that store was. Everything I loved from my childhood and adolescence was in that fucking store. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was awesome. amazing. And and uh, Taylor. Then when had, you took it over, yeah, less Taylor. So. Taylor. Now you take that back. Or there's going to be. <laughs> or next week is going to be. I'm going to call out the troops. That's not true. Team at Allen. All. The Team Allen flying monkeys are going to come for me. That's right. Uh, no. Uh, because Taylor had really come to his uh, wits end, say that lovingly, with with working the store as right. as uh, I eventually did as well. But yes, exactly. Because there's a, not a lot of love and appreciation for what you're trying to do there, yada yada. But no, uh, it was a it was a, it was a store that was m- the main focus of the shop was horror, fantasy, and sci-fi garage kit models, right. which is kind of I think. That's a whole nother podcast, but I mean, it I think totally it's a, is. I think it's kind of totally dead. The, the golden age of now. resin. Yeah, resin kits. Mm-hmm. Where resin you find kits. The amazing yeah. kits. Great artistry. I love the store. I, I knew Taylor really well. Right. I used to go down there when he used to do auctions before eBay ever existed. Wow. Where he did auctions by placing full page ads on the back of Toy Shop magazine, a huge newspaper that came out. Uh, I think it was every couple of weeks. Wow. Maybe once a month, but yeah, and he did. Auctions that were run by, here's all the stuff we have. Phone calls will be taken from, you know, wow. 4 p.m. to midnight wow. Eastern time, I think. Wow. And the last high bid wins whatever it was. That's how auctions run. And I used to be able to, because I was in, right. I'd go down there and hang out with him as the calls came in and they sold off stuff. William wow. Castle collectibles, like, you know, the old uh, 3D, the ghost viewers from 13 Ghosts. Right. Coins from uh, Mr. Sardonicus. I mean, great, great. Right. stuff and uh i had bought the store with my partner at the time and we took it over and renovated because i couldn't stand to see it go i just right. couldn't see it go away and uh wanted to give that same experience to people come in and for a long time you know we did and just within my gosh i don't even know how long it was a couple of weeks or so you'll know more the date but uh i got a message that uh from uh, my partner Eric saying that uh, there was this call from this guy and he wants to know if right, you want to go see in. gods and monsters. And I was like, oh, yeah. and uh, Jack had called and left a message about a screening of gods and monsters was going to go on at the Raleigh studios. Wow. And I called him back and we started talking. I didn't know who this guy is, Jack Morrissey. Right. And he said, you know, and you hear his voice on the call. Yeah, this is Jack Moore, you know, and he's talking and saying, oh, this is ooh, big. Why is he my, calling me? On my answering machine greeting? No, when we, when we got on the phone. <laughs> oh, when we I actually see, okay. connected. We're talking right, right, on the right. phone, and you said, you know, Gods and Monsters, this, 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 this film about James Whale, and Ian McKellen starring it, and I was, you know, lots right. of seat wetness for me about that. It sounded very exciting. <laughs> and uh, James said, Whale, yeah. it should be... The director of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and The Invisible Man. Well, I'm assuming everyone knows the film. But all those movies well represented in the unlicensed resin kits that were sold through Creature Features. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Jack called because he loved the store and he knew that we had just taken it over and he wanted to reach out and see, did we have people to come and see a pre-screening, an early screening? What was his, uh, my, really my thing was so funny because this is 14 years ago. Um, yeah. in, in advance of the release of the movie, which I believe was in November, um, and we took it over in June. We were totally grassrootsing. Or I was, right. like you me were. and Adam Cook. Yeah. Um, Adam Cook and me. Adam Cook and I were grassrootsing Gods and Monsters. And so a different light books, which is no longer with us down in West Hollywood, so-called Boys Town, yeah. the gay bookstore. We went in there, Creature Features, where we knew watering holes where we thought people would come and prop their elbow on the counter and maybe have a gab with the shopkeeper. Yeah, and but your check-in with Creature Features was because was of the... Was based on James Whale's movies, yes. classic horror. That's right. The classic horror connection. I had absolutely no ever any whiff that there was like a gay sensibility happening in the... Nor right. really, you wouldn't get that at no. all in that store. No, and you never... But that's never why did. I came in. My attitude was, we have this tiny movie that cost three and a half million bucks that was shot in 24 days. That's, by the way, did not get picked up out of Sundance, despite the good reviews. And only like four months later, finally, finally, finally got picked up by this little, almost unknown Canadian company called Lionsgate. Is Jack Piddock the char- the actor who was Jim in- Piddock. Jim Piddock. Is that the you just mentioned him. Is he the one who was in? No. No, that was a different guy. Okay. So and Jack somebody who played the reporter, you know, um the journal. So we have this tiny movie being released by this tiny distributor, Lionsgate. And it was about the grassroots. It was about we need to get people talking about this movie. Yeah, but the 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 part So that I was went to Creature Features. Yes, and I got the message that you called. I called it, uh, and then, uh, we were much, we were probably like 20 minutes into talking about this and that. And I finally asked something of Jack to the effect of, and I don't understand, what did you do on the film? Are you the, are you the publicist? Are you, you know, not in an impolite way, but just to know, is this legit what's yeah, going to clarify, on? To yeah. clarify and, why you're on the phone with me. And the words that he said was, he said, my partner, Bill Condon, directed it. Now, I hear the word my partner, and I'm thinking, huh. I said, oh, your partner. Oh, that's interesting. So, and I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, transgress. People use that, right. use that phrase. And so I said, oh, well, you know, my partner and I own the store now, Creature Features. And, and then you we said, had the moment. interesting. That's hilarious. And, uh, we started talking, <laughs> and then we realized there was a simpatico vibe. Yeah. Of, uh, what, what would you call it? What came about from this conversation? Because then we talked for an hour and yeah. it went on about this, um, intersection between, uh, gay guys and horror, horror films, which is a whole and other horror, subject. Yeah, it's a whole nother. Absolutely. Podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. But it was, it was very interesting. It was very exciting and it was really, it was, it was a, really it was a great connection. Great. And Jack 14 became, years ago. Yeah, and Jack fourteen became, years yeah, ago. We obviously went to see the uh, film. We promoted it. We actually held a release for the uh, DVD when it Did came a out. DVD in the signing store. at the store with Bill Mr. and Cla- executive and producer Clive Barker. Clive Barker was there. Mm-hmm. 
And, Another gay uh, expat. It was just, it was, it was really awesome. But in the, in the time that we then, and Jack became involved with a lot of events and things that we did in the store. And then I came uh, to work had, at the store. Yeah. And then we had, uh, we held some great things. The, the, one of the greatest other than Gods and Monsters was when I had gotten a strange call saying, uh, hi, you don't know me. My name is Nicholas Shrek. And I said, really? And started talking to him. And he said, would you like to host uh, a signing event with Christopher Lee? Oh, wow. And I, okay. uh, wow. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that was when he was releasing a, a CD of him singing. Right. Which is another thing you should have on the podcast. You should use part of that, I think. Is well, let me just say, I want to say this because I, I can't tell you how many times I've had this thought. I probably, even if I've said it to you more than three times, it's still nowhere near enough. One thing I owe you for that, like, I will have with me for the rest of my life is, and I'm totally straight faced, is it hasn't happened yet by William Shatner. Off, off of uh, Shatner's CD yeah. produced by Ben Was, I believe, called Has yeah. Been. You turned me onto that CD and there was like a four minute preface before you played a few songs from that CD for me about how to take it, how to listen to it. I hope you understand it. And as soon as I listened to that CD, I fucking got it. And that CD is all kinds of awesome. It is for all the, all the right reasons. And that song, it hasn't happened yet. In addition to you're going to die. The title track has been the the song that he sings to his estranged daughter. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I'm still trying. I'm still trying. I'm trying. I'm still trying. Fucking amazing. And by the way, so I, uh, I owe you that. And I think I've told you this before, but I'm just going to tell you again because it's a good story. Tim Curry, you know, who toured the world as a rock musician right after he made Rocky Horror Picture Show Mm -hmm. um, and put out, I think, three albums, Mm -hmm. which were Mm -hmm. very successful. And you can still hear... I put a spell tracks on from them track on Sirius XM, certain Sirius XM mm-hmm. channels. Tim has, since we've known Tim, which is a year or two before Kinsey, in which he appears as Kinsey's sort of nemesis at Indiana University, mm-hmm. um, Tim has always been talking about wanting to make another record. Oh my God. That and I amazing. gave him that. Shatner has been CD mm-hmm. and said, look, Tim, I'm, there's no message here in the title. And then I yes. gave him the three minute preface. Listen to this in the right way. This is what can happen when a great talent and a great voice gets together with an amazing producer yes. and great songs. This is the result. And I just give this to you in the spirit of encouraging you to think seriously about making another record and putting some feelers out there to see who might be interested in working with you, you might be surprised at the size and quality of the fish that bite on your line if you're, if you're actually courageous enough to cast a few out there. Mm. He hasn't done it. 
He hasn't done it. It hasn't happened yet. Mr. Curry, we it wish hasn't you would. Happened. Yes, it hasn't happened yet. That song is amazing. Anyone who's listening to this, if you never heard that album, you really honestly you owe it to You have to get, get Has Been by William Shatner. You've got to get everything Shatner. out of your mind about it being Camp or about, yeah. it must be Camp if it's William Shatner or his original yeah. album. And his, his, I have to say, I'm sorry, but the album that he's done after that, no, no, no. Not no, as no, good? No. no, not even, doesn't even, it's not even the same. Was thing. it done with Ben Was? Uh, no, Ben Folds. Ben Folds. That's who okay. you're talking about who did okay. Has Been. Okay. But no, it's a different, and it's, it's reaching for the same kind of thing, but Does no, it get that there? Has Been album, I mean, just. Has Been is fucking amazing. Unbelievable. If you've never heard yeah. it, you've got to get it and listen that to it. That would be a great title for this episode too, Has Been. But no. Matt Cohen's yeah. got a role. I've got a role. I've literally got to get my yeah. fucking teeth cleaned. <laughs> Sadtrombone.com. The minutes have flown like hours. Well, it's been an unbelievably dense episode. What are we at, Cohen? Uh, Time-wise. Time wise. An hour and ten minutes. That's pretty good. Alan, another large production. You filled it up. An hour and wonderful. ten minutes. It was, it was a pleasure to was be Was it here. all that you'd hoped for, fanboy? It wasn't all. I mean, I could sit here and talk for three hours with you. It, it, literally can and we have Matt. a three-hour podcast sometime no. <laughs> <laughs> cohen's like eh. maybe we do a three-parter no it's great it's just so many things i mean creature features we didn't hit vincent price or no i know but, it's crazy no, ancient history but it was great i really appreciate being here anytime so much you, anytime dude it was fun it was great. um episode 20 29 all right so next time it's the theme music it's the new theme music for episode 30 we got to do it it's just lack of organization that keeps it from happening or has kept it from happening so far. Sorry, Chris Hogue. Um, Alan, a total pleasure. Matt Cohen, ah. as always. Matt Cohen at 10 in the Yo. morning. I'm Wide-eyed I'm and you're, you're with it. I'm up early. It's awesome. <laughs> I guess that's it. Ladies of Team Jack, I'm very sorry. We love you. We all I'm do. not. Call me. <laughs> Can I out you? Do you want to do the out? Yeah. As always, Team Jack, out. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.